Uh, I don't know whether you have a house like this, uh, something you kind of plan through the whole year. Uh, I don't know whether you think that is just amazing or whether you think that's utterly disgusting. And I hope if I'm saying it's disgusting, then you're not offended if this is your house. Um, but at Christmas time, you see some houses like this. And maybe if you're the neighbor of a house like this, you feel slightly kind of, you're the, the little boy of the big brother. You feel slightly sort of in their shadow. Well, I came across a neighbor who had a genius idea this year um, in a response to being the neighbor of this house. Check this out. This is awesome. So there you go. If, uh, if you have a, a neighbor who's just amazing and, and you don't want to be uh, stood up too much, then there you go, a little ditto. Um, I'd like to talk to you just for a few moments tonight about light. Uh, light is some, uh, one of the big themes of Christmas. We've been singing about light, and we've been reading about light. And I'm going to tell you to start with three lights that I installed in my house over the last year or so. Uh, the first light is a, a little bit like this. It's a security light. You know the ones that, that come on. Um, up at Elm Trees, it's quite dark at night, and there was no lights on um, when you come to the front door, and it's quite difficult to see who come and knock on your door and them to see us. So we put this um, external light up. But you know how these things work. They work on the basis of a kind of sensor. So you stick it on the wall. But, of course, every driveway is a different shape and size and gradient. So once it's installed, you have to play with the settings um, to make sure that when you get to the right point, it triggers the light. And so it's set up, and there I am on my driveway one night, and I'm sort of walking up to it like this. <laughs> and it starts, and it, and it clicks on, and it clicks on too early. So I, I twiddle with it, and I go back to the beginning, and I come back to it like this, and it clicks on. And then sometimes in parts of my drive, it wasn't working, so I was there doing this in front of it, trying to get it to come on. All I can imagine was happening if you were my neighbor, is all you saw was this guy out in the dark, walking up and down the drive... <laughs> Like this, and waving his arms in the air. He probably thought that my wife, Steph, had thrown me out of the house, and I was rather cross. But that light was installed for the purposes of security. One thing light does is it makes us secure. Now, the other light I installed was one around the side of the house. It's one of these little um, ones that um, charges up with the sunlight during the day, because around the side of the house, we've got these bins, and um, I was always stumbling over the rocks and the pavement trying to take the rubbish out. So I put one of these lights out there and it kind of charges up during the day and it gives me just enough light to see which color bin it is so I can pop the rubbish in it. Uh, the second light I installed for the purpose of guidance so I didn't stumble. And this isn't my Christmas tree, but it's one a bit like it. The third set of lights are ones we put up at Christmas, uh, lights on a Christmas tree. And don't these sort of lights give you real joy? We all love lights at Christmas time. But I'd like for us to moment tonight to think about the three lights that I installed in my house. A light for security, a light for guidance, and a light for joy. But rather than just thinking about lights, to think about the light. Not just lights, but the source of light. And we had a reading earlier in the service that spoke about this. John, who is one of Jesus' friends, wrote about this light. And you see from the reading what he says. Notice it begins with these words, in the beginning. They're pretty remarkable words. Uh, in the new year, in just a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be many people starting New Year's resolutions, a new diet, a new fitness regime, uh, a new philosophy for the way we want to work, a new kind of um, habits maybe in the family home. It's a time of new beginnings, isn't it? But have we ever stopped to consider not just beginnings of each new year, but the beginning? Christmas is a frantic time, but have we, like John, gone all the way back to the very beginning, the beginning of time? Because he wants to here to introduce us to somebody, 
And notice who we're introduced to. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Think about how God created the world. The Bible tells us that God spoke, and the world came into being. God's creative Word brought forth life. Um, Think about what words do. What do words do? They communicate. And what is the boldest and the loudest way that the God of the universe communicates with us, the people he's made? It's through his son, the word. And so the word in the reading here is a name given to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read of him, verse 2, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And then verse 4, in him was life. Just think about those words, in him was life. It's talking about physical life. It's talking about pleasure in life and the purpose of life. And ultimately it's talking about spiritual life. Verse 4, this life is the light of all mankind. So as you take some of those thoughts from the Apostle John, consider that scene that we've been singing about throughout our carols tonight. Consider the Lord Jesus born that first Christmas. He's described by John as the light of all mankind. I wonder, is that who you would say he is? Here's the carol that we sung a little earlier on. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Very easy to sing a carol. We know the familiar words. We have ever considered what that carol is saying. The light in this carol is the light that John writes about at the beginning of John's gospel. I'd love you to consider your hopes for 2019. Consider your fears for the year ahead. And this carol that we've just sung says that our hopes and fears of all of our years are met in the person of Jesus Christ. Easy to sing the carol, isn't it? But can we really sing it and mean it? So think of the three lights I installed in my home. A light for security, a light for guidance, and a light for joy. Because we see three lights, in a sense, in the reading that we had earlier. Think about the true light of Jesus Christ giving you and me security. Don't we, don't we live in a, a dark world? We live in a world, you just watch the news, so much anxiety. There's great debate and anxiety over Brexit. Will it happen? Will it not? What will happen? There's great anxiety over the future. There's massive fatherlessness. There's homelessness, there's brokenness, there's inequality, there's suffering, there's ill health, there's anxiety, there's shame. We all know what the brokenness of our world is like. And the problem with a broken world is we're living in a world that is not only broken, but is speeding up all the time, just going faster and faster and faster. What's the problem with that? We're experiencing the brokenness of the world, but we never slow down and stop to actually consider why is the world broken? Perhaps we would say, actually, I don't have any time in my life to consider the big questions of life. The questions that John asked us to think about at the beginning of his gospel. In the beginning, big questions of life. It's for that reason that we're running a series of evenings in January 
um, over a hot meal uh, called Just Looking, just three very informal evenings to give people in our church, in our community, an opportunity to come in and just ask questions and explore a bit more. Uh, who, who is this word, this light, this life giver? I sing about him, I hear about him, but who is he? Can we think about it a bit more? And if that's you and you'd be interested, you'd be really welcome to join us in uh, January. And there's a flyer on the way out which you could pick up and it tells you a bit about it. But why are those words at the beginning of John's Gospel so, so important? In the beginning was the word. They're important because the words, Jesus Christ, lifts us out of our own little worlds and shows us that the world doesn't need to revolve around us. In fact, it doesn't revolve around us. Before you were, before I was, there was one who is, who was there in the beginning before anything was created, the one who is the source of everything. And the reason that Jesus Christ, the true light, gives us security is because he helps us lift us out of our own little world to show us that actually this is his world which he made. And Christmas, therefore, is a time of real security in being able to answer some of those really big questions of life. So here's a question for you to consider this Christmas. As you think about Jesus being the true light, ask yourself, is your worldview, in other words, the way that you kind of view and explain the world, does it give you the security that Jesus offers in our passage tonight? Does it help you to answer those questions on the screen? I know where I've come from. I know why I'm here. I know where I'm going. And my observation of a frantic and broken world is they're big questions that we often don't slow down enough to even think about. But I meet many people who I think don't have answers to those questions. And yet Jesus Christ offers answers to those deep questions. The true light is the light who gives security. I'd love us all to know that security this Christmas because we know him, the one who is light. Well, there's the security light in my house. There's also the little light around the side of the house, the light that gives guidance. And do you see in our passage, we read about this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Why did Jesus Christ come into the world? It was because this world is dark. And we can't make sense of the mess. We can't explain the brokenness of the world. And he steps into the darkness as the light to guide us. To make sense of the world. So here's another question for you. Uh, does your worldview, the way that you see the world, does it help explain and give you this kind of guidance? See, one of the things I observe is that we can all acknowledge the brokenness of our world. And many here will have experienced in a very profound way the brokenness of our world. We can experience it. We can describe it. But can we explain it? And does our worldview offer a solution to it? There's a huge difference. And Jesus Christ, the true light, gives us that guidance. Not guidance just to make us better people, better moral people. But guidance, because what he does is he doesn't point us in a particular direction, say, do this. He actually points us to himself. He doesn't say, go that way. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And what God is doing in his kindness, he's guiding us to that true light that we sung about, born in Bethlehem that first Christmas. He's guiding us to the one who knows us better than we know ourselves, the creator of everything. The one who offers us forgiveness 
the one who can take away our shame. So we don't need to live a life of performance in front of people to impress because he's already given me his verdict. The one who takes all the failure of the past and today and the future and says, I love you. There's no one in the world who loves us like that except this one. He gives us guidance. The true light of Jesus gives us guidance. See, the brokenness of our world is, is, is a result of our rejection of God. We haven't recognized that Jesus Christ is God. We haven't recognized he's Lord. And in his loving kindness, the way he guides us is to guide us away from where our rebellion against him takes us. Because left to ourselves, we choose the darkness. We don't choose the light. But in love, that first Christmas, he was light and he came into our darkness because he wants to guide us to the God who made us. And why is all that important? Jesus Christ, the true light, gives us security, helps us understand the brokenness of our world. He gives us guidance because he draws us to himself. Why, though? Well, think about the third set of lights in my house. The true light of Jesus gives joy. The most beautiful lights I've seen anywhere in the world are in rural Africa. And I've been to many places in Africa. And if you go into rural Africa in particular, the lights in the sky, the stars are so beautiful because there's no light pollution for miles. They shine unbelievably brightly and they're stunning. Take your breath away. Uh, The lights are on on our Christmas tree all through the day at the moment. And they're kind of nice during the day. When do they look really stunning? When all the other lights are off. And you just walk into the house and all that you see is the Christmas tree lights. They're beautiful. They give you joy. And the sadness in our reading is that we read uh, earlier on, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but the world didn't receive him. The world doesn't recognize Jesus Christ as light, and the world doesn't receive him as light. And yet here's the promise that is the source of all joy for all of us this Christmas time. Do you see it there in the reading? Yet to all who did receive him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That God who flung those stars into space in rural Africa, and every time I go, it takes my breath away. That God says, I give you, Mark, the right to be my child, to know me in a personal way. And he says the same to each one of us. That's utterly remarkable. And then we read verse 14, the word became flesh. Literally, Jesus Christ became a man and made his dwelling among us. The light came into the darkness so that you and I can know this joy that we're talking about. And so for a final time, here's a question for you. Does your worldview, the way that you view and understand and explain the world, give you that joy? Not not a short-term happiness, we all know where we can find that. But a robust, lasting joy that you cannot find anywhere else. Let me tell you why the Christmas story and the Lord Jesus gives me that joy. It's two reasons. It's his greatness and his closeness. Our reading, and it's not on the screen, but our reading talks about verse 14. John saying, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. One of the things that gives me joy is knowing the God of all glory, the God who's flung those stars into space. To realize actually my world doesn't need to revolve around me anymore. I'm not in control. To be lifted out of my little world into his great world is an amazing thing that gives a lasting joy, a connection with the God who made everything. 
See, God's greatness gives me great joy, but also his closeness, because not only does John say we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, but we say, we read that he comes from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. The God who flung stars into space inhabits this earth in flesh, in the person of Jesus, because he wants to know us personally. That's where joy comes from. Joy comes from relationship, and there's no joy that goes more deep and is more lasting than the joy of knowing the God who made us. And so you take God's greatness, and you take God's closeness, and in Christmas they come together. And that is the source of all joy. And so as we go back to our carol that we began with, O Little Town of Bethlehem, return to those last words, because we sing this carol, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And I want to commend to you this Christmas, the true light, Jesus Christ, the one who gives us all hope for a better future and the one who takes away our fear, ultimately our fear of death because he has defeated it. The true light of Jesus, he is the one, only the one who could give us that eternal security. He's the only one who can give us that eternal guidance And he's the only one who can give us that eternal joy. That, friends, is why Jesus Christ is the center of Christmas. That's why it matters so much. He's not interested in religion. He's interested in a relationship. And it's a relationship that gives us a security and a guidance and a joy that we will not find anywhere else. So whatever we do this Christmas, with all the fun that we have, let's be a people who make much of him because of the amazing way that he loves us. Well, our closing carol tonight is an invitation to continue to reflect on that first Christmas story, and maybe for the first time in our life, to say yes to this Jesus, the one who loves us, and step down into our darkness to show us true light. Should we stand and sing this wonderful carol together as we close? O come, all ye faithful. But can I invite um, us all to stay behind now for um, some refreshments? It would be great to spend more time together. And uh, if you're not able to come to any other things here over this Christmas period, on behalf of the team here and this church family, I wish you all a really happy Christmas. Should we close in prayer? The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the true light of Christmas. We thank you that it's only in Jesus Christ that we have eternal security through death. It's only in Jesus Christ that we have eternal guidance to lift us out of the dark, broken world and connect us with the God who made us. And it's only in Jesus that we have eternal joy, the joy of knowing you as our father and friend. So I pray for us all, Lord, that this Christmas, the peace of God that transcends all understanding, that it would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.